You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So the Proud Boys, Proud Boys being on the far right, they decide to hold a little little get-together in Portland. Originally, it was meant for the waterfront park where everything kind of starts and then it works its way to the courthouse. That's But that's usually the, that's the guys on the left, the far left. So they decide to have a, Proud Boys decide to have a little get-together, a protest called Summer of Love, because I mean, why not? And then there was confrontation between them and Antifa, and Antifa basically said, we don't want you here. So the Proud Boys moved their protest, moved their get-together, the Summer of Love, to um, pretty far away, eastern Portland. And Antifa, they just couldn't help themselves. They had to, they had to basically go there and, and, and attack the Proud Boys. That's what we're talking about today. We're reading a couple of articles. Not a huge confrontation. Nobody really got, nobody got killed. Nobody got shot. No, yeah, none of the serious stuff that normally happened. Police weren't really involved. This is what we're talking about today. We're talking about Proud Boys, Antifa, what's going on in Portland? Because Portland is just a hotbed of this activity, right? Just, it's always got something going on. All right. That's what we're jumping into. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And some say I read the news for reasonable people. Are you a reasonable person? We're all reasonable, right? Just you, you, you come across these stories. And you're like, I don't really like that storyline. Well, maybe because it's because you're not reasonable. Here we are. All right, let's go. Shots fired near downtown protest. Dueling demonstrators clash violently in Northeast Portland. Uh oh, we've got stuff going on. So I'm recording this uh, for you on a Monday. And this happened. Uh, Mayor Ted from Portland last Friday had a little news conference saying, hey, we know we've got this group coming in. And we know we've got this group saying, no, we don't, we, we don't want you coming in. Nobody wants to have any peaceful protesting anymore, do they? No, they don't. They bring their weapons, they bring their bats, they bring their paint guns, paint guns. What are we doing, folks? You're bringing a paint gun. Just crazy stuff. All right. Far right right wing demonstrators and left wing protesters clash Sunday in Portland, a conflict that was punctuated with gunfire on a downtown street. So now we're saying downtown. That's where the story is from. The actual uh, Proud Boys, they had their event far away, not in downtown because they moved it because they didn't want to have this huge conflict. And yet Antifa... In their peaceful, loving way, they went to where the Proud Boys were, which was an abandoned Kmart parking lot in the eastern uh, portion of, uh, of uh, downtown Portland. Dustin Brandon Ferriera, 37, a left-wing activist, said he was with other activists. Keep in mind, this is a member of Antifa, said he was with other activists Sunday evening when a man used a slur against a black man in the group and fired multiple rounds in their direction. Portland police said in an email that the entire incident is under investigation. Portland police have really had a hands-off approach to this, whether it's they've been dictated to do so, or this is an ongoing de-escalation tactic. But we had, uh, last or two weekends ago, we had a prayer group in downtown on the waterfront park basically get rocked by Antifa as well, because nothing says progress like, attacking a worship group, doing some praying, little children, 
You know what I mean? So Dennis Anderson 65 was charged with unlawful use and possession of a firearm and booked into Multnomah County Jail shortly after the shooting. Uh, according to jail records, Anderson's bail was set at $7,500. Portland Police Sergeant Kevin Allen confirmed Anderson was the shooter. Video taken by one witness showed shots being fired toward the shooter at Southwest Yamhill Street and Southwest 2nd Avenue downtown at one point, though it's unclear whether he was fired on first. Now, I've read that he was, but you get all this stuff and you get all these tweets going out and you're like, I don't really know what to believe. No one was injured. Before the shooting, the suspect is a suspected shooter who'd been standing at the fringes of the downtown protest for hours Sunday, told an Oregonian slash Oregon Live reporter that the left-wing activists were the real fascists. Ooh, could be onto something there. The day began at Tom McCall Waterfront Park. That's the big waterfront park on the Willamette River where Antifa dumped the um, pro the prayer, uh, the worship group, they broke their sound system and dumped it in the river. Very nice. Um, so the day began at Tomacall Waterfront Park, where an estimated 300 demonstrators gathered to protest planned gatherings by the right wing groups who decided to move their event to an abandoned Kmart parking lot off Northeast 122nd Avenue. All right. So the Proud Boys, they're like, okay, we don't really want a confrontation here. We're going to move way over here. Now, Antifa, they just couldn't really help themselves. There just, there just wasn't, there wasn't enough to do. Not enough people to intimidate and not enough prayer groups or little kids to throw firecrackers at. I mean, they just, there was no action going on. They showed up and like, what happened? Where do we go? Now, I read last Friday, I'd consider going down to this. Because I wanted to see this. I'm glad I didn't. But in the, so I could have taken a flight early on Sunday morning, gotten down there for this little thing. And then um, the shooting happened at night, though. So I would have missed that action. And then at night, Modus Center, I was going to go to Guns N' Roses. Whew, that could have been fun. A like a VIP pit ticket, like really close to the stage was a couple hundred bucks. That would have been worth it. I've seen Guns N' Roses a bunch of times. Their latest tour, it is huge and it is long, um, like three hours long. Great set list, an amazing set list. But it's not Guns N' Roses from 1992, which was the show that I remember where that was wild. Skid Row opened up. Oh, it was nutty. Um, but yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to do an Antifa versus the the Proud Boys in the, you know mid-afternoon and then walk to the Modus Center like half an hour away and watch Guns N' Roses play. I mean, that's a pretty solid Sunday, right? So that's a solid Sunday. Axel isn't quite as good on his vocals, but he can still go and slash. He will play solo after solo after solo if you let him. Duff from Seattle here, amazing bassist. Drummer, they're always picking up somebody new because um, they can't seem to hold a drummer. But um, yeah, a little... A little left wing, right wing, and then GNR. That would have been a good day. But I stayed home and did some chores, did some stuff that wasn't as much fun. But now I'm reading about it here with you, right? So by midday, splinter groups from the left arrived at the right wing gathering because they just weren't having enough fun by themselves in the waterfront park in downtown Portland. They, they prompted verbal skirmishes. This was followed by roving street battles that were marked by bear mace and bursts of fireworks. 
that shrouded a stretch of Northeast 122nd Avenue in thick smoke. So last week, when I was doing the planning for the GNR and this little event, um, the Proud Boys basically said, Yeah, we're gonna relocate our event. We'll let you know on Sunday morning. Um, and the police, everybody was aware, everybody knew this was going down. Because last year, this event eh, it was a brawl. It was a little bit of a brawl. Members of both sides were heavily armed. Bats, paintball guns and wooden spears were among the weapons observed on the left and paintball guns and bats were seen among members of the right. And allegedly, there are some firearms because people are shooting at each other. People on both sides carried large shields. These are adults running around doing this stuff. The whole shields, the umbrellas, oh, just like, what are you guys doing? A person clad in black was seen at the waterfront early in the afternoon carrying what appeared to be a rifle and bullets. It was not immediately clear whether the rifle was a replica. You just don't know. Some of those replicas are really authentic. You're like, oh, that's a gun. Oh, it's not. Oh, could have fooled me. You keep that over there, even though it's a replica. Portland police took a mostly hands-off approach during much of the day. Officers were conspicuously absent, even as left-wing activists erected barricades on downtown streets. On Twitter, the Bureau said it was monitoring the situation. Portland Police Chief Chuck Lavelle said Friday that police would not be getting in the middle of dueling groups and would instead keep an eye out for lawbreakers. You guys in your peaceful protesting, we're just going to allow you to kind of have this little scrum situation and we'll just see how it works out. And, you know, you got 300 over here. You got what? A couple hundred over here. What could go wrong with this? I mean, you've got some firearms, got some, I heard reports of like uh, AR-15s just being kind of, you know, paraded around. I'm sure they were empty. I'm sure because neither one of these groups is prone to, to violence at all, are they? Are they? About 4 p.m. Sunday, a white van leading left-wing demonstrators drove into the Kmart parking lot in Northeast Portland and crashed near the entrance. Oh, shenanigans. Members of the Proud Boys, the right-wing activist group, shot it with paintballs and smashed it with baseball bats. Now, I would like to restructure how that was, how that was described to you. They didn't shoot it with paintballs. They were merely adding their artistic footprint to said van. They were making the van better. They were, they were shooting it with paintballs, but you know, it wasn't that they wanted to hurt anybody. They, they just wanted to express their artistic side. That's what they were doing. Smashing it with the baseball bats? No, 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 no. They were making activist sounds. And you might see it as smashing it with a baseball bat, but I, pre I prefer to hear it as more of a, they were making music with their baseball bats on a van. I mean, it's, it's almost art. Just, you know, you might have your version of art. Other people might have their version of art. This is, this is what I'm going to go with here. How ridiculous is that? That's about as ridiculous as how the mainstream media conveys the peaceful protesting and the couple billion dollars worth of damage that's been done throughout the United States to businesses. That's kind of about the same comparison. Yeah, it's art. It's, it's art. It's okay. It's art. Not much in the way of mention of Black Lives Matter here at all. Yeah, pretty quiet. Did they get their money and go? Kind of seems like it, right? Feels like that. 
The conflict escalated with dozens streaming into the four-lane roadway in northeast Portland. Bear mace was used by some protesters, though the source was unclear. Was it from Antifa? Was it from our friends on the right, the far right? We don't really know. And by friends, I mean acquaintances that we don't really approve of the violence and sometimes hate messages. But, you know, can't we all get along? After the street skirmish was over, some Proud Boys returned to the parking lot and flipped over the van. Okay, I'm not okay with that part of that. We, we don't need to be flipping over the van. I understand that, you know, don't flip over the van, guys. It gives the wrong optics. You could have left it with the um, um, artistic improvement with the paint guns and then the, you know, making of the sounds, the, the really groovy music with the bats on the, on the van. The group also slashed the tires and smashed the windows of a silver truck. Okay. Again, not good optics. Probably would have left that alone. But I, I understand you went all the way to Portland. It's what's going to happen, right? The moving conflict ended up in the parking lot of Park Rose High School. Lucky for them. By late afternoon, left-wing activists downtown had erected barricades on city streets using construction materials and fences. The groups blocked the intersection of Southwest Salmon Street and NATO Parkway, as well as Southwest Taylor Street and NATO. Then about 545, shots rang out at Southwest 2nd and Taylor uh, downtown, prompting a police response. Officers picked up bullet shells where the shooting took place. Hey, we found some shells. That's about it. We're going to be investigating. This is an ongoing scenario. We'll keep you posted. Allen said uh, in an email that arrests stemming from Sunday's events may not happen in the moment, but after an investigation. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to see any arrests here, right? Just because arrests are not made at the scene does not mean that people are not being charged with crimes later, he said. Okay. All right. So they're probably going to go after folks with uh, that are shooting guns. But do they have any leads? Do they have any ability? Is there any video camera on this? It might not be. This happens all the time, right? The Bureau asked for help identifying victims of crimes tied to the events and witnesses to those crimes and encouraged people to contact non-emergency lines. The right-wing group that gathered in Northeast Portland earlier in the day was comprised of about 100 people. All right, so we got about 100 versus like 300. 100 on the right versus Antifa's not even left. They're just out there on their own. Some, some would say far left, but I just call them, yeah, they're just Antifa. Many associated with the Proud Boys, they congregated in the parking lot of the former Kmart in front of a stage with a backdrop that figure, featured a large American flag and an image of the Statue of Liberty. American flag, liberty. Yeah, I am more in line with that than toppling, than burning the flag than, and uh, destroying statues of stuff that's been around for years and years and years. Um you know what I mean? The group hung a sign reading, free our political prisoners from their former store, referring to insurrectionists arrested for their participation in the US Capitol attack on January 6th. Why are we still talking about the US Capitol attack on January 6th? Why? It's just, it's like, let it go, folks. Let's move on. Proud Boys member Tusitala Tiny Tosi 
and I probably butchered it. This guy's been around. This guy's been in the news quite a bit. Said the group did not plan to go into downtown and had moved the event to avoid clashing with left-wing groups. That's excellent optics right there. I'm down with that. That makes total sense. But when they crash the van, you know, flipping it over, basically destroying another another truck. People point to that and go, look at them, look at their prone to violence. Like, okay, you probably could have done all accomplished all of this without doing those specific things. And you'd just be a better a lot better off from just a worldview. What are those guys doing in Portland? We re- relocated the rally to avoid the altercation and the violence between us and the people on the left. But if they do show up here, we're going to defend ourselves, Tiny said. They did. They, they routinely do. Tiny, who has been a fixture of right-wing demonstrations that have led to bloody brawls in Portland and other cities, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge in January 2020, stemming from a 2018 beating in Northeast Portland, and was sentenced to six months in jail last fall after violating his probation. He is not currently on, on probation. Tiny, do your thing. Earlier in the day, a speaker at the waterfront urged left-wing demonstrators not to go to the former Kmart site saying protesters had done their job just by showing up. And so what they said on Twitter was, hey, we got the fascists not to hold their thing in downtown uh, Portland. We did our thing. We did our deal. All right. Some in the crowd wore helmets or donned protective gear labeled ACAB, or all cops are bastards, or Antifa. Label themselves now. People in the group held up signs reading, good night, white pride and no love for Nazis. So they somehow take everybody who's slightly right of center, kind of lump them in with the Nazis. Just that's just what they do. That way they can just take a pot shot at anybody in that that whole group, right? Figuratively and literally members maybe with a paint gun, though, not really sure. Members of the Portland interfaith clergy resistance. Hmm. An interfaith collective of Portland faith leaders, interfaith, faith leaders, Portland interfaith clergy, they gathered with the group as part of their mission to accompany accompany those who seek justice in the streets. Okay, is that such a good idea? Because the justice in the streets component of either one of these groups, I'm not really down with. Know what I mean? Just, just not. I hope that everybody's right to assemble and speak freely can be respected peacefully, said Rabbi Ariel Stone, and that the city will uphold its obligations to support and protect and serve its citizens by keeping any violence or anyone who chooses to bring violence into the city away from the people who live here. Sunday's planned gatherings were spurred by a similar event one year ago where right-wing demonstrators, including some affiliated with the Proud Boys, Faced off against anti-fascist counter-demonstrators in downtown Portland, the two groups pelted each other with paintballs, mace, and rocks as Portland police stayed largely out of the way. A week after last year's demonstrations, Michael Reinhold, in a podcast on that, an anti-fascist demonstrator, he was straight up Antifa, he fatally shot Aaron Danielson, a member of the far-right group Patriot Prayer, after a pro-Trump rally in downtown Portland, just ran up and shot him in cold blood. Just ran up and capped him. And then he went on the run. He ended up in, um, oh, Thurston County somewhere, somewhere down south in southern uh, state of Washington. So he ran from Portland. Uh, Police had, they located him, tried to get him to surrender, and he died in a firefight 
with uh, said, I can't remember what agency it was. But um, he was on the run and they were looking for him and uh, they didn't catch him. They uh, caught him and in a firefight, um, he went down. So there's that. And so when people are saying, oh, but Antifa, it's so peaceful. And, and nobody says that about Antifa, but they don't they, they also say, but the violence is always coming from the far right. Well, with that little exception of that murder right there that I read that happened last summer, about the same time. Um, just that, you know, that, that, that little thing there. Um, yeah, we've got that going on. All right, let's move on to hundreds clash in Portland as proud boys rally descends into violence. Uh, no advertiser is going to want to cover no advertiser is going to want to pay for this podcast, are they? No, but I'm okay with that. Sometimes you do podcasts and you're like, you know what, this isn't a great uh, title for for uh, advertisers, but eh, it's kind of what we want to do. So you get one every now and then. I was watching a YouTube channel this morning that I've never heard of moon something. It was a uh, husband and wife team. And they're both in their 50s. And she wears a bikini throughout most all of the videos. Um, She's in really good shape. And um, so she wears a bikini. So you can kind of see what direction it's going. And um, it's appropriate. I mean, it's you know, appropriate ish. She's 53. and She looks good. So I don't have an issue with that. Most of the channels based on that. And she does all kinds of different stuff. I mean, they had one clip of her, like unclipping a bunch of webbing that had got around a snake. I mean, and the husband was basically just running down. All right, YouTube has basically said we are a sex channel. And we will be demonetized. And I looked through their content. And some of it's a little racy. It's a little sexy. Yes. But she looks pretty good. And if that's what they want to do, um, you know, it's kind of like, all right. But now we're told, all right, you, you, you can't run a you're a woman, you can't run around in a bathing suit. That's not appropriate. No siree. So we're just seeing a ton of, you know, just not able to put out the content you want to put out without having somebody going, I, I don't know. I don't think so. That's not appropriate. Everything's getting censored. Everything's getting censored. We're just going to end up with just this crazy blob in the middle that's of content that's just like, oh, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Makes no sense at all. Channels are getting taken down left and right. And so that channel, they're going to Patreon. And, um, you know, they'll probably have to go to another place to host their videos. And what a mess, right? 2021, you just can't really say what you want anymore without being afraid of having your channel taken down or censored or whatever. So all right, back to our regular scheduled program here. A right wing protest in Portland on Sunday has culminated in a gunfight when anti fascist demonstrators returned fire at a man who shot at them with a handgun in downtown Seattle or down no downtown Portland. Um, the firefight took place in the heart of downtown Portland soon after 6pm. So this is kind of a little bit of an update to that last story. As anti fascist uh, Antifa followed a man at a distance whom they were trying to eject from the area. They didn't like him. They want him out of there. Maybe he was wearing a hat that had a flag on it. I mean, that could have been his abuse of, you know, Sunday in Portland. As anti-fascist followed a man at a distance whom they were trying to eject from the area, he took cover behind a solar-powered trash can. It's good to know they got solar-powered trash cans in, in Portland. Produced a handgun and opened fire. He fired at least two shots before an anti-fascist returned fire with their own handgun. At least seven shots were fired. 
Portland Police Bureau confirmed that a man had been arrested over the shooting, but did not have any information on any injuries. The incident came after a day of protests descended into running clashes involving hundreds of protesters and counter protesters. Earlier that afternoon in the city's suburban east, Proud Boys discharged. Okay, we already read about about that. Um, the earlier confrontation, which began around 4pm in the car park, parking lot of an abandoned Kmart where about 200 members of the far right group, all right, we got between 100 and 200 over there. They had staged a rally billed as summer of love event. I love that because literally, that's what Mayor Durkin here said that uh, there's been an update to the Mayor Durkin story. Mayor Durkin's office knew way before anybody that uh, the little issue with deleting the text from her phone during the time of the literal summer of love here in Seattle. That whole issue with deleting of the texts? Yeah, they knew about it. They knew about it. They knew about it. We can prove it. I'll be doing a, just a little smidge of a podcast on that because why wouldn't I? I mean, that's good stuff. What? The, may the mayor? Shenanigans? Seattle? All right, so we had this summer of love deal in Portland, in East Portland, and later spilled out on a busy arterial road in the parking lot of nearby Park Rose High School. Ugh, not good, not good for the high school. It began when a group of around 30 Antifa members, almost all clad in black block attire, walked past the right-wing rally at 4 p.m. and Proud Boys gave chase. The forecourt of a neighboring gas station and a convenience store were soon racked by explosions and gas-propelled airsoft projectiles. What are we doing? All right, if you, if you want to have if you want to have a little get together and gathering, that's okay. We don't need to have explosions. We don't need to have gas-propelled airsoft projectiles. We know that this is going to happen, but I am not down with all this stuff. If you want to go to your Kmart parking lot. Have a little talk, do that, that's okay. But I just feel like we were itching to just, oh, we just want to do just just a little bit of a beat down on Antifa. Don't you feel that? Can't you feel that? It's like, oh, you know, we came all the way to Portland. You know, we, we did our thing, we did our little speech, but we just we just want to go to the bars in downtown. All the good bars are in downtown. We just want to go to the entertainment district and you know, just hang out, do a little hang out. This just never ends well, does it? No. The two sides briefly disengaged at about 4.15 p.m. and street medics on both sides attended to participants who had been beaten, shot, or overcome by mace. This is not good. Not okay with this part of it. Soon, however... Traffic was intermittently brought to a halt on busy Northeast 122nd Avenue as a renewed battle stretched across the street and onto the grounds of the high school. Oh, it's like, <laughs> no, none of this. You guys go home. You guys go home. I don't want to see you in here for another month, right? I mean, it's just... There, Proud Boy set upon a small pickup truck, smashing windows, slashing tires, scattering the vehicle's cargo of bottled water, and severely beating the male occupant. Okay, that must have been one of Antifa's supply trucks, right? Okay, all right, all right. I'm a no-go with that. No-go with that. I mean, I'm just, I'm a no-go. Because it doesn't make you look good when you smash the windows, you're slashing the tires, you're ruining somebody else's property. I understand it's somebody's property that you don't agree with politically, but then that just makes you just as bad as the other group. And it doesn't look good. You could have just had the whole thing and not done this. And without severely beating the male occupant, 
you know what, the whole violence thing. I'm a no go, but I understand that that's, that's part of what makes this whole thing tick. And you just know somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's kid is going to get hurt. Somebody's kid is maybe going to die. When anti-fascists retreated from the car park, Proud Boys erupted into chants of whose streets are streets. You hear that a lot at Black Lives Matter. Whose streets are streets? Whose streets are streets? I mean, it's right along there with all those other chants that are indelibly printed into my head that I wish I could just boop, hit the delete button and not have but oh, I've got lots of them. I got lots of them. Back at the car park parking lot, another vehicle was turned on its side and spray painted with the letters FAFO, an acronym for the Proud Boys catch cry, fuck around and find out. All right, FAFO, we got ACAB, all cops are bastards and FAFO. Returning from the high school at about 2 or 5 p.m., Proud Boys began to leave the rally venue. From a red pickup truck, men fired airsoft guns at a small number of anti-fascists gathered at the entrance of the car park, and then one of them trained his weapon at a group of reporters. Are they really reporters? So in Portland, all you got to do is have press on, and you're kind of protected. So a lot of the Antifa members, they've just, you know, they're all in black block, and then they just wear something homemade that says press. You'll see this at any given, any given, um, you know, quote, unquote, peaceful protest. And you're like, yeah, right. What, what press are you exactly? Because if I didn't know any better, I'd say you're a member of Antifa. So the Proud Boys announced their intention to cross the Columbia River in the Washington state line to regroup at a city park in Vancouver, Washington. Even before the black cloud group, black clad group arrived, the rally had already departed from its avowedly peaceful intentions after Proud Boys and the other participants streamed away from the speaker's platform, bedecked with a giant American flag and an eight-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty. I'm okay with that. I mean, some people get worked up and they'd say, oh, oh the thing that happened in the Capitol, they, they had flags there too. It's like, really? You're afraid of the American flag now? Really? Come on now. Context, people. Context. Uh, so bedecked with a giant American flag and an eight-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty to confront a group of three women who were waving placards opposing the protest. In downtown streets and during the suburban fracas, I guess I guess taking on three grown women is better than taking on uh, children who are praying in a waterfront park and throwing fireworks at them. That literally happened not that long ago in Portland by our fine friends, Antifa, right? In downtown streets and during the suburban fracas, Portland police were nowhere to be seen. Until the exchange of fire near 2nd Street and Taylor brought forth dozens of officers in cruisers who arrested the suspected gunmen and blocked surrounding streets. Asked about their absence in the Park Rose confrontation, a spokesperson for the Portland Police Bureau repeated in an email the advice that Police Chuck Chief Chuck Lovell had given in the days leading up to the clashes. As the chief stated before the event today, people should keep themselves apart and avoid physical confrontation. And in the past, the police have been Johnny on the spot, holding things back, things apart. Maybe they're just kind of letting it go, knowing, all right, these jokers on the right, these jokers at Antifa, we're just going to let them scrum. 
we'll pick up the pieces on the other side. But we're just not going to devote a lot of resources to this. We know how this goes. We've seen this story before. All right, let these let these people just go at it, figure it out on the tail end. Adding that arrest may not be made in the moment and may come in succeeding days or not. Mayor urges protesters to choose love. This is literally Mayor Ted's thing. The 2 p.m. right-way rally, right-wing rally at the city's outer northeast had been moved from its original venue on downtown Portland. We know that. Uh, as Antifa began publicly mobilizing to oppose it. So one group is going to have a peaceful rally, which is what the intent was. And another, another group just comes right up and says, no, no, you can't do that. No, we are against that. We are against that. So that is, that's why a lot of folks on the left, they are, they're kind of looking at Antifa going, you know what, we might want to distance ourselves from this said group. So we had the whole BLM thing and Antifa rode those coattails very well. Um, but now we're, we're not really seeing the whole Black Lives Matter movement and, and Antifa kind of working together. Now we're just anti-fascist, right? That's, that's where we're at. So many of those anti-fascists maintained their focus on the original planned location for the right-wing rally in Portland's downtown waterfront with around 200 attending the site. These guys are bored. They are looking for something to do. Ah, Sunday, what we got going on? Got any rallies? Got any peaceful pro? Do we have any windows we could smash? No, damn it. Do we need to work on our supply? Do we need to work on our supply game? Maybe get the fake ambulance together. We need to, we need to, we need to work through that. Oh, somebody gets hurt or shot or killed. We got to take him to the hospital and fake ambulance, right? So while those activists were watchful, but mostly peaceful in the early afternoon at the fringes of the event, some people who fell under activist suspicion, they were confronted. One man on a bicycle was maced. Oh, not good. And two street preachers from Kent, Washington were chased from the vicinity of the park. That's not good either. They went all the way, they came all the way from Kent. That's like a three and a half hour drive, Kent, Washington. They're down there just doing their thing and you chase them out. That's just not right. On Sunday, from a park, from a public park. On Sunday, many proud boys were open carrying handguns and armed with batons, bottles of chemical spray and baseball bats, while at least one man carried a pickaxe handle emblazoned with the proud boys insignia. In the lead up to the rallies, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, other elected officials, and a number of progressive nonprofits urged protesters to choose love in a virtual rally and press conferences. Mm. Unfortunately, neither one of these groups is going to pay dime one of attention to Mayor Ted, who's been basically kind of ineffective through all, all of this, right? One of those nonprofits is the Western State Center. In a press release issued after the day's events, that organization's executive director, Eric Ward, demanded that elected leaders from our neighboring jurisdictions, our state and our federal government, assist in helping Portland deal with the far-right incursions into the city, which have recurred since the beginning of the Trump era. The idea that Portland or any city can single-handedly defeat white nationalism is a fallacy, Ward added. All right, here's the thing with Portland. It's not the Proud Boys doing all the damage. It's Antifa. That's the thing, right? You don't see the Proud Boys going, going through and smashing out windows. No, sorry, you don't, right? They're not tagging up everything in sight. They might turn over and 
Antifa's truck or van. They might do a little remodeling on the van with their baseball bats. Um, but they're not running around through the city doing the crazy stuff that you see Antifa doing. So that is literally the major difference you've got going on there. Um, yeah, that's just kind of the way I see it. And uh, what would the narrative be if Antifa had planned the their peaceful protest and then they moved it specifically to get away from violence from the Proud Boys? What would the narrative be? Could you imagine what that would look like? Far left plans, peaceful protest, wildly intruded upon by pro, uh, far right hate group, Proud Boys. I mean, that's literally how the media treats all this stuff, right? Don't agree with either side as far as some of this stuff goes, especially the violence. But if you want to get together and have a peaceful, peaceful whatever it is, you want to talk on a stand, you want to talk, you want to shout your thing, it's kind of protected. Right? Free speech, it's a thing. Then to have a group just say, oh, no, we can't have you saying anything. And then it devolves into just this ridiculousness. Well, there's no political, I mean, we've, we've got a few uh, races going on, but there's no big political thing going on right now. Don't have the whole George Floyd thing going. So these groups, they're, they're, they just don't have a lot going on. They need to be doing something. Had the summer of love, and uh, that devolved into this whole ridiculous thing that I just read, right? Crazy. But not enough people are covering this because uh, they're just not. They're just not. But I'm not afraid to. Right here, Seattle Real Estate Podcast. It's entertaining, right? Not entertaining for the stores that get rocked. Not entertaining for the stores that get looted. Had a lot of that. That didn't happen here. Um and I'm glad, but guaranteed down the road, there will be some, and I will talk about it on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I will catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk again. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.